Well, hey, everybody. Uh, like I always say, and Charles, you know, doesn't care whether you listen because you know what he thinks of you. I appreciate you all listening. <laughs> I, I And I think you all are, are, are smart, good-looking, well-adjusted individuals. Charles has some other thoughts, but, you know, that's, that's, that's his thing. Hi there, and welcome to Hav and Charles Talk Comics, Season 2, Episode 5. Today, on a very special episode, we're going to talk about Wonder Woman and Spider-Man. Hi, Hav. How you doing? Good, Charles. How are you? I'm doing all right. Hey, before we get started, I think I have to bring up something that happened on our hiatus. First off, we are recording this the night that we were actually the day that we were actually supposed to drop this podcast. So we are two weeks behind at this point. And that was because of multiple reasons. I had a a thing that happened that I, it made it difficult to record one day when we were going to. And then my computer decided not to cooperate the next day. And I just kind of waved the white flag and said, forget it. So here we are and we're recording and we're very excited to be recording. Secondly, there was a bit of a a leak on my on my phone on the Twitter account. The unpaid intern got a hold of a tweet I had sent to my younger brother that I feel I have to address publicly, mainly because the board members that, that run Havin Charles Talk Comics kind of feel like I need to address this publicly. So if any of y'all saw it, Patrick and I were discussing something and I told him that we won't be doing his suggestion and he just made a comment saying, just completely ignoring your fan suggestion, tisk tisk. And I said, that was Hobbs bag, baby. The slack-jawed yokels that populate our demo are incapable of using the internet to email. So their suggestions are not worth entertaining. And I feel I have to apologize for this. And I, I would like to explain, in my defense, I never thought that this would get out. So I'm, I'm sorry y'all became aware of that. This is not the way Hav and I talk about y'all. It is just something uh, my brother, frankly, is probably going to end up being fired from his position as the free hosting of our website, havencharles.com, where you can go and you don't even have to send us an email through havencharlestalkcomics.com since clearly y'all are incapable of it. So you can go and use what he was testing, which works. You can just go on that web website havencharles.com and and send a request or an ask and and we would love love to hear from you again i did not know that that would get out and i apologize for y'all finding out okay hav you 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 seem to want to interject i noticed though you haven't apologized for the sentiment behind what was leaked out which i find telling well i am very I, i i i did not think that you would be policing my apology I, I, I said I would apologize, and I apologized. I, in my defense, as I said, I did not think they would find out. Okay. Just I want to make that clear. I thought that was great. Okay. In other news, Hav. Yes, Charles? We have mail. It's letter time. It's letter time. Hey, hey. It's letter time. It's letter time. It's letter time for you. Yay. Now, I'm afraid there's some people listening. Hold on. I'm afraid there's some people listening that I think you're going to actually fire your brother. And this is causing like, this is going to cause 4th of July, for example, to be really awkward, which 
maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But I'm 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 genuinely afraid there are some listeners that are thinking, A, Charles thinks we're all stupid, and B, he's really firing his brother. There is no way that I can fire Patrick. Did you, did you expect me to go on? Um, no, that's it. Okay, okay, that's it. I just, I just, I, you were cracking me up, and I maybe I should have not withheld, or shouldn't have held, held, held back on me laughing out loud while you were doing your apology. So, anyways, okay, but we got mail, so let's let's get to the let's get to the mail. Okay, we got an email from a James Delgado, who I believe is a friend of Mister Gonzalez's. Am I? Yeah, correct. Okay. You've, and you've met, you've met James. No, before. I have. I have. Okay. He is a, he's a really a good dude. He sent us an email that's uh, titled question. Uh, why does Hav get top billing on the email and show title? Did you flip floor it? Did he fool you into thinking it sounds better? Asking for our friends. So there, there was some back and forth uh, about that. And then I did reply to him and I'm going to read that reply. It's I joke that Hav gets top billing because when I came up with the idea for the podcast, I felt that he wouldn't do it if my name was first. But I, but I legitimately do think it sounds better, and I personally like to abbreviate it as JCTC, and I think that definitely sounds better than CJTC. So that that is an email, and and we really we really really appreciate that you sent us an email. And I didn't exactly push back when you said, "Hey, the title's going to be this." I was like, "Okay." Oh yeah, no, you absolutely. When I said, "Hey, we're gonna I'm going to give you top billing," you were like, "You're goddamn right, you are." I think that was the exact thing that 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 was what you said, right? Pretty much. Yeah. I don't I don't even think you're paraphrasing. I think that was a No, quote. it is indelibly written across my brain. I I knew I made the right decision because you wouldn't have done it unless you had top billing. There you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, we do also I I mentioned that there is a contact form on havencharles.com that Patrick, my brother who owns havencharles.com thus i cannot fire him no matter what i think about our listeners who i actually legitimately adore thank you every single one of you out there listening he sent me a message and it was comic suggestions and i'm not going to even dignify it with a response because the whole idea i i mean i okay i will the suggestion is injustice which is a comic based on the video game and I, full disclosure, I think I've read the second volume of that, and it is actually quite good. But I did have a, I did have a good time telling Patrick, yes, Superman. But if he was a dick, yeah, <laughs> because we haven't seen that enough here recently. <laughs> That's that was the whole point of that that text exchange with Patrick and I was I was telling him that I was not going to suggest that, and that maybe Hob would because that was his bag, baby. He's like, suggest something to tell me, tell me what to tell me what to read. I'm running out of ideas. And every, I, you know, full well, I have, I have a list. Please don't read the list. I'm not going to. I, but I, I am do. speaking for all of the listeners who do not want you, do not want you to, to do. <laughs> I mean, clearly they tune in to hear me not be able to speak. No. So, so I do. Hey, real fast. I do appreciate James. If you're listening, I'm sure you will at some point. Thank you so much for the email and thanks for listening. And thank you, Patrick, for the suggestion, even if Charles isn't going to, you know, suggest that. Maybe something in the future. I don't know. There's some, there's some other stuff that's kind of in that vein that I've been thinking about suggesting down the road. So, Yeah, he's going to suggest Rom Space Knight. Because he, he wants a toy tie-in instead of just a uh, video game tie-in. 
if if ROM was available on Hoopla or any other platform, but because of the licensing rights and everything, it's it's no. You'd have to we'd have to have the floppies. Quite frankly, I think I don't even know if it's ever been collected in a trade. I I, I don't think it has. That that whole joke just to to. Hav and I have had offline discussions about this, and I legitimately would like to read it because as a kid, they were always pushing ROM Space Night in in stuff. And they, so it was all over, and I never even thought about picking it up. And then when I read about what it was about now as an adult, I'm like, I kind of want to see what's going on because they kind of gave some really decent comic book writers an opportunity to play in their own little sandbox because it was completely their own thing and they made a much better comic than mattel made a toy because evidently the toy was garbage really good yeah i think did we talk about this before god it's been so i don't long know since... i don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast i know you and i have talked about this offline no it was it was one of those comic books too when i would get the multi-packs from like a, a five and dime or toys r us it was there was always a rom thrown in there i swear to god or or <laughs> half the time that and micronauts do you remember micronauts I I know of I never knew anything about them. I never I I don't I remember hearing about I never got any micronauts. I don't or if I do it's very few issues. But Rom was something that Rom um, was something. Um, I got I got to give you I apologize. I'm going to I'm going to give Hav a little uh, life advice cuz his microphone just did something very funny. Righty tidy, lefty loosey. I I've righty tidied the crap out of this thing. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, man. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll bring some duct tape over. We'll fix that bitch up. Uh, anyways. Okay. So, yeah. ROM would be cool. There's a... But... now oh, well. Okay. I was also thinking about... Speaking of crossover stuff from, from other... I guess that's toy-centric. Like, I'm not going to suggest Transformers or G.I. Joe necessarily, but... Okay. You, I, you I, know, I, there's a new... I have admitted... I have admitted... And I think we even talked about this maybe... Last episode, I read G.I. Joe comic books. No, I did too. And, and my brother did and Transformers, and they were good. I mean, I liked them. It's just what I was going to uh, mention is there's a new Star Trek series called Strange New Worlds about to premiere next week on Paramount Plus mm-hmm. that does the whole Captain Pike pre-Kirk Enterprise thing. And there are a plethora of Star Trek comic books by both DC and Marvel out there. Yeah. So... So you'll and make I me read even, them sometime. I used I, to read. I, I might. I used to read Star Trek novel novels when I was younger. They they wrote a bunch of. See, sometimes have there are books without pictures in them. You shut your dirty mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so I used to get those. Some of them were really good. It's been interesting to see what and they they were trying to pull that thing with Trekkies or Trekkers or whatever they wanted to call themselves of the all of this in the book is canon. Kind of like Star Wars. Everything in the book, Star Wars books is canon. And then the people that would read the books would get irritated when people that also read the books would say, okay, yeah, but in this book they said this, and in this book this happened, and those two things can't be both. They're all canon. They're all canon. I don't Okay, settle down. I don't care that much. Yeah. But, I, but Hav, hmm. I do care that much, just Uh-oh. so we're clear. I was going to ask you, I don't think I knew that you were like read the Star Trek novels, uh, Star Trek novels. I know we've, I have never told a single living human being that in my life. And now I've announced it to literally at least a dozen people, unless Are I you... cut this out of the podcast, which is well within your power as you know, the, the producer, editor, et cetera. I am but the decider. Why? Why, like we've talked about Star Wars ad nauseum, yes, I feel like in, in different situations, whether out for drinks or just 
nerding out. No. Star Trek never really came up, and I'm just curious. I think I've always said I like both kind of equally. I know that's a cop out, maybe to some. I, I do not. Like I them, like. I do not like them both equally. I do really like Star Trek, but I do not like them e- equally. I I have not dedicated my life to Star Trek. Like you've dedicated your life to Star Wars. I'm literally wearing a Star Wars T-shirt right now. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. Okay. Well, I mean, and for me, it's it just it kind of depends what's in vogue and what's what's coming out and what's hot and what's not. And look, right now, as far as I'm concerned, I'm I'm living the dream because I got Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett, and now you got Obi Wan Kenobi coming out, and then you got the Star Trek Discovery, Star Trek Picard, which I, I have not s- watched. I am so excited about Obi Wan Kenobi. I cannot even. I I'm I'm a flutter. And I think I'm I'm I am maybe more excited about Strange New Worlds than Obi Wan. I am very intrigued by Strange New Worlds because I am more. I really enjoyed the original Star Trek. I never really watched any Next Generation. I did not. I recently because I had read watched Voyager twice through because I watched it one time. And I liked it. And then a few years later, I watched it all the way through again. During uh, It was during the pandemic. I watched it all the way through again and loved it again. And it was great to see it all, knowing what I knew and all that kind of baloney. And I'm loving the discovery. I'm loving all this new stuff. And so I am really looking forward to that. But when I tried to start watching... Oh, I've also watched Enterprise a couple of times, which really underrated. Yeah. But... I could not get past what was it the second episode of Next Generation was one of the most racist episodes of television I've ever watched in my life from the first season of of Next Generation yes or the, the third whole first episode season, I, the that's whole fine, first dude. season I is a tough get, watch I couldn't get past like the fourth but I mean it's when they they went to a predominant, predominantly surprisingly African American planet well, we don't know that they're American maybe just black yeah Okay, yes, I, I use that terminology quite, quite on purpose. And it was, it was, I, yeah, anyway, I was just shocked. I was like, wow, hey, what can we do to ruin all of the togetherness and inclusiveness of what, I mean, this is what a bunch of white writers in the, what was it, late 80s? Yeah. Thought late would 80s. be progressive. 87, 88, <laughs> yeah. No, it was, I think universally, the first season. You got to get to like season two, three, four. Real, I mean, it's it takes a bit to find its feet. I got you. We'll see. I might. Did I might you, just start at season two at some point. Or did you ever watch DS Nine? No, I did not. Okay, I, I I I like that. And the guy that did a lot of the end part of Next Generation, Ronald D. Moore, who's now doing Outlander. Uh, for those that are really into that stuff, I've, I've never, never really watched Outlander, but he did the reimagining of Battlestar Galactica. Oh. In the uh, early to mid two thousands, which was the it, most amazing first season of a science fiction thing, I was going to say, in my humble opinion, that might be the best TV sci fi show ever put on the air. Period. Mm, wait, mm, hmm, hmm, hmm. Even even the way it ended. Yeah, I I just had trouble with the last season, or I almost have to. I I have not ever been able to bring myself to watch it again. I've, not, I've not, not in a negative it. way because I it it was just so holy crap when I first saw it and I have not watched any of the other series that the I didn't watch the other series they did I Caprica yeah I didn't watch Caprica I'm like nope this yeah, has got to okay. be its own yeah but I didn't want to water it down 
You may be right. Holy crap, I have to think about that. Anyways, well, hey, um, you want to talk about some comic books? Oh, I thought this has just turned into a uh, Star Trek podcast. So welcome to I, I season can. one, episode one of uh, Hav and Charles Talk, talk Star Trek. <laughs> hey, how you or, doing, Charles? Or, or just science fiction, television, and movies. Yeah. Oh, wow. Maybe we should uh, do a podcast. Anyway, yes, we should probably talk about, since I mean, clearly our hardcore comic listeners are just horrified that we have touched on anything other than picture books. He says derisively. No. Well, no. (laughs) So I suggested we read Wonder Woman from way back in the year 1987. And you suggested we read Spider... I think you said Spider-Man at the beginning, but Spider-Men. I did not. Okay. Spider-Men. I I was very careful of saying Spider-Men. Spider-Men. Spider-Man, uh, which was m- that's much, cousin, much later. Ronald Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Of the New Hampshire Spider-Mans? Yes. In Spider-Man, Spider-Man, the first volume, 2012, the second volume that we, that I ended up reading, and I think you did too, was 2017. Yes. Yeah, I told Hav just to read the first one, and then it kept taking so long for us to get this podcast done. And then right before we were, he, he was like, oh yeah, I read both of them. I'm like, oh, okay. So I, yeah. I I read the other one because I'd read it before and it's quite good. So like we usually do, let's start with the one that was made first in time, which would be Spider. No, joking. Wonder Woman in 1987. And let me just off the bat, I always like to find out generally thumbs up, thumbs down. What were your general thoughts on it? Because I, I have mine, but I'm, I'm more curious what you think, of course. I really, really, really always go into reading a Wonder Woman comic really wanting to like it. I didn't dislike this, and that is not fair. I just think there is so much mythology, and there was just so much 1987 comic book writing in it. It took so long to get to stuff. They had to do this entire history of the Messiah. Thera Messiah, something like that. Yeah, uh, I I always mispronounce it. Uh, That's fine. I have no idea if you pronounced it right or who butchered it worse. It was really well done. There was a lot of good stuff in it. There was a lot of violent stuff in it. Yeah, but I did not. Yeah, go ahead. Oh yeah, it it was it was it was it was definitely enjoyable. I did not. I have rarely, for some reason, I am not a giant fan of Wonder Woman, and I think it has a lot to do with the fact that it's a DC comic, and I just don't really get into DC comics. There's just something about it, most DC comics, at least with the big three, that sometimes I get bogged down in them, and I don't enjoy them as much. I say that, but there's so many Superman arcs I like, and there's so many... There's Bat Batman. Family... There's more Bat Family arcs I like. I've, I've liked a lot of recent Batman, but I'm not as much of a Batman guy as I am a... If you if you make me choose, I'll pick Nightwing all day. If you really make okay. me choose, I'll pick any iteration you want of Batgirl, because Batgirl's my jam. Okay. Yeah. But I don't know. I just... I, I will say the thing I absolutely adored about this comic was... And if I'd have had the bandwidth or the wherewithal or the actual ability to take the notes and compare and contrast, I would say how much of this comic was that first amazing Wonder Woman movie. That's what I was going to bring up in, in a sec. Go ahead. If you want to say more about that, please. Well, it is uh, it, it is amazing what, I mean, it's just that whole, it's the whole basis of the Wonder Woman movie is this comic. It is uh, the God of War. 
Uh, it's not during World War One. They had they did it. They were rebooting, so it was in the eighties. They were doing uh, trying to do a nuclear war, so Ares would war would dominate all, and she was the weapon that was to go out and stop him. And it was really actually I, the more I, I I think back on it, I guess I was just having trouble. It was just so long, and there was so much to it. I had trouble getting through it, so I think of that as not enjoying it. But thinking back on it, the things they did in it was really amazing, and I see why they were able to mine this so well and make such a good movie. And talking about the 80s, this comes off of this reboot of Wonder Woman. It starts with issue number one. It's after Crisis on Infinite Earths, and I did a little bit of the Google research on this. I don't think they had ever done... because. Back up. Wonder Woman's been around since the Golden Age, okay, in some form or fashion, and it was literally, originally literally it has been been published consistently every month since DC Comics acquired it. Did yeah. you know that? I, I did not know that. Okay, I do know, you know do you know why? Because they didn't want to lose the rights, like they did. Well, Captain it, Marvel. It wasn't so much that they didn't want to lose the rights; it was more along the lines of they the Marston the writer the uh, the creator yeah in the contract when he sold it to dc there was a caveat in it that if it ever stopped being published the rights might revert back to his estate huh and it it, it literally has hinged on that word might so throughout the years there have been basically awful wonder woman combat comic books because they've just put somebody on it and churned them out Okay, and and to that kind of in that vein, when I again my half you know half-assed internet research, I don't think they had ever done an origin story at any point in time in her long history of being published as a character like this at any level, like a like Um, a full origin, like a full origin created from mud. I Uh, I thought she was she'd always been created from mud. I think I think they they had maybe mentioned it, okay. maybe, but not not yeah. like like this, which the first issue or two or three. Yes. <laughs> and you, look, you, they go into you, it. They you, get into you it. It felt like that went on uh, went on a little long. It, it, went, it went on a little long, but I, I let me let me also mention. I think we I, we would both be remiss if we didn't mention that our uh, one of our, our friends, good friends, that is a comic book fan, Elaine, is a huge Wonder Woman fan, and that's that's uh, awesome. And, and well, no, because I, I I know she's a big Wonder Woman fan just yeah. from talking with her about comic books. Maybe because she's you know Greek American too. That probably lends oh, a little bit to that. That, that couldn't that couldn't hurt. I, I I I want to be very clear here. This has nothing to do with it being Wonder Woman. Oh no, I don't. I don't. Oh, no, think, I know. I wasn't taking I, it that I, way. No, okay. I I know you weren't. I I okay. I was laughing at myself, saying, "Gosh, I might say some bad things about this," and now I'm going to be. I, I'm going to be heralded by comic skaters. They're going to be like, yes, he gets it. And then I'm going to show him every other freaking comic I've suggested. I was going to say, all you've suggested are <laughs> women-centric or just women-led comic book titles for like, I don't know how many podcasts. And so, okay. Yes, so, but, I, but I ruined it all because I did Spider-Men. Not even just Spider-Man. I did Spider-Men. No, why not Spider-People, Charles? <laughs> why not just Spider-People? Oh, in fairness, we already did Spider-Woman this year. <laughs> We season. did, we did. <laughs> so even though it's a look, it's it's 1987, Cold War. the The wall doesn't come down uh, until the Soviet Union doesn't collapse till 91. 
So Cold War, me and you were of of the of of a certain age where I don't know about you, I remember, you know, being worried about nuclear war, about yes. the the that that horrifically powerful made for TV movie the day oh after my Lord. that we I watched with my parents and my younger brother and scared the shit out of me. I mean, that's the time we're living in when this comes out, so that when I you know, I read a few issues of, of this run way later in the run. But if, you know, reading it, if, if I had been reading this back in 87, 88, when it came out, if it came out in, the first issue came out in February of 1987, hey, the threat of nu- nuclear war happening was omnipresent and, and real to us kiddos back then. Yeah. So I, I it was kind of a nice, uh, much a, a better callback or throwback to that era than like the Batman Ten Nights of the Beast we read. Yes. Uh, for example. Did 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 your did your parents ever try to soothe your fears a little bit by pointing out that the city you lived in, well, my city, Dallas, had T I in it, so there were plenty of nukes aimed at that complex and that we wouldn't even know it. We'd just uh, we'd just be dead. No. In fact, li- gr- growing up in San Antonio, no, I was like sh- Shit, we live in a place that has five military bases. We're okay, we're yeah. on the list. Well, yeah, no. So, but they didn't soothe your fears by saying, "No, you'll be you'll be gone in a blink of an eye. You won't even know you're dead." No, <laughs> no. I was just I was just bemoaning the fact that we lived in a military town with five. You know, I forget all the names of them now, but five military bases, and we were for sure like top ten. Yeah, targets in, in the nation. Uh, well, and and no, that's interesting that that your parents took that tact with you because now you made me think. I did actually read books at one point in time, Charles. Uh, did you ever well, read yeah, the beach? School. No. Well, I think even not for school. Did you ever read the book? A, a book called The Beach. No, I did not. Yeah, this is just. I'm not going to Google it or anything. Mm-hmm. I think it's set in Australia. It's after there's been a full exchange between the Soviet Union and and the good old U.S. of A. And these folks at a I, I, military I'm gonna, base. I'm going to interrupt you here. Are you thinking of the movie Mad Max? Nope. Okay, I just want to be clear because I know you said you read books, but I I thought you might have been a movie. You were talking about a movie. <laughs> and it, please feel free to 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 call me on this and Google it or whatever. Well, I, but the beach it's set. They they're literally waiting for the fallout to get to them to oh. die. Oh. Yeah, and they're they, they're 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 stationed at a at a base that's on the beach, and they know it's coming. They're looking at the weather patterns, and there's nothing they can do. They could go down below in a bunker, but they don't have enough food. So then there's it's a hard read, but oh, really man. well done. Anyways, no, I read you. I read A Last Babylon. Mm-hmm. I didn't even Never read it. I didn't even read it for school. I, it wasn't whatever classes I took did not assign that, but. I think my sister had read it for school and I saw it and I grabbed it and I read it. I actually really liked that. I wish I'd have read it in school because we read so many bad books. That one I thought was good. I wonder if I'd still yeah. like it. My suggestion for the next podcast is A Last Babylon. No. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> okay, so Wonder Woman, 1987. You get the, whole, the full origin. By the way, the origin of... Got it. I'm, I'm butchering the name of the island. Themyscira. Um, Themyscira. You also find out that they were going to be the champions of the Greek gods and were supposed to go out into the world. But then one of the, one of the other gods mentions, why are you making them women? Their men are going to push back. And they say, no, it'll be fine. And of course, the Amazons end up kind of retreating to their own sanctuary. Look, and they- hey, hold on. You're, you're, you're missing an important point in this. It is, it is the whole thing that we learned in one of the first things we read, Under Siege. Oh, wait, is that the, was Under Siege the first thing we read? Yeah. Okay. 
Hercules is a dick. Okay, I was going to, oh my God. So I did not know that that was in, holy shit. So Hercules challenges, hippo, uh, how do you say it? Hippolyta? Hippolyta. Hippolyta. I think you stressed the middle one. Hippolyta. Maybe. I don't know. The queen of the Amazons. You're going to get an email from Elaine. I know. That's And you're going to deserve it. If she listens. Elaine, if if you listen, send us an email at, well, you know Hav's email address. You probably know my email address. Heck, you probably have our phone numbers. Yeah. And and if you're listening, you're thinking, well, why haven't you reached out to us? Anyway. uh. So... They retreat, but and then Hercules at first says, "We're we're, I'm going to do battle." Then he fakes like he's okay with uh, Hippolyta beating him, then drugs her and chains her up, and all the other Amazons are also captured. And they make it pretty clear in this comic book they rape them. Yeah, well, they went they went hardcore into the original origins of Wonder Woman, which was a quasi bondage magazine well there was a lot of that well okay let's go back to that real fast william moulton marston with his wife and their life partner they were a thruple yes back in the 30s yeah really in good early movie. 40s uh, i saw it too yeah. okay uh, yeah no uh you know they create this and there it's about it's I guess back then it was supposed to be a, a strong woman, but there's a lot of bondage stuff going on in the early Wonder Woman comics. Well, that's books. because they were into that. Well, sh- well, there you go. Yes. Well, yeah. So, I, hey, I was just going to, again, I just wanted to point out that, God, that, that Hercules little arc at the beginning, holy shit, that was, that was rough. And guess what? The Amazons uh, hold a grudge. Yes. And that's also why they wear uh, their uh, bracelets. Yes, from their bondage. Yes. And then after that, back, back in a uh, back in the original run of Wonder Woman, if a if a man bound the wrists of a Amazon, they had to obey them. They lost their power and had to obey them. I did not know that. Yes. Okay. Well, there you go. Shit. Okay. Well, so then after all all that befalls them, there was, I don't know if you remember this, there was kind of that well of souls where the Amazons are... are, are yeah, they're, they're guarding the mother box. And there's a one soul I, left. I'm sorry, I, I legitimately, that's what I thought of was the, the well of souls and they're, they're, this is their mission to guard this. Well, there's some there's some great evil in there, but I'm talking yeah. about the beginning when they're creating the Amazons. The gods are, the gods are Athena are creating the Amazon mm-hmm. women. Oh yeah, there's they, the, they're, the, the, they're they're women that have been killed essentially by douchebag men. Oh, that's right, I forgot about that. And, and there's one soul, and there's one soul that's left because one woman was pregnant when her, you know, mm-hmm. asshole, evil husband killed her. Mm-hmm. And that's after they they get out of bondage. That's when the gods give them Wonder Woman. Well, that's and when she's, she's made out of clay. And yes, in infused with the soul of the, that child. That no, one, it really, it was really well done. So you're really you selling get, me on this. I think it's it's just the '80s writing and all this stuff. Like I said, the story was really good. Little little tighter edit. It needed a little tighter edit. There was a lot to get in there. Uh, I feel uh, uh, like I know, but a little a little a little less talky talky. A little more showy showy. Okay, well, and then going back also to what you said about the movie, mm-hmm. just borrowing heavily. Oh, yeah. I mean. 
Wonder Woman going up against Ares, Ares wanting to throw the whole world into into a, a world war. And the comic book we read, as opposed to the movie where Wonder Woman is the weapon, they give her the the what is it? The lasso that's made out of the thing that that was Gaia had given uh, them. And and at the end, I'm going to fast Gaia's forward. It's Gaia's girdle. Gaia's girdle. Thank you. Thank oh, you so shit, much. Oh shit! It really was, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh crap! I was making a joke. That's right. No, it was. Oh, that's it what I popped in my. I thought I was. But then they, but then they made it into the lasso, and she lassos Ares at the end, and then the the big thing at the end is him realizing the that if he has his way, it, it ends. Was, it ends everything. It was, it it was f- legitimately the, and I just caught this. It it was the ending to War Games. Yes. Oh, you're right. <laughs> Oh my God, he realizes it was the, it was there the is no there, war games. There are no winners. Yeah, the, the the only way to win is not to play. You're you're right. How about a nice game of chess? And that's literally what Ari says. It's weird. You know, it was, He's like it all of a sudden. Really well, you of course you get introduced to Air Force guy. I see. I told you I didn't take notes. Colonel uh, Stephen Trevor. So. And he looks a little older in this. Do you remember oh, yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. We got we we got a, a creepy age difference going on here although she's that that's the thing how old is wonder woman at any given time although it seems like she was supposed to really be like 18 19 years old and he is a he is a easy 40 something he's a vietnam veteran i think they say and this is in 87 so yeah he's 40s pushing 50 yeah i would i would well i don't know about 50s vietnam veteran i mean that's our dad's ages and they weren't in there pushing 50 in 87 well no you're right but maybe 40s yeah so, and and you know what? I haven't read enough of this to know if there is a love thing between them or not, or who knows? I yeah. guess read more if, if you want to find out. Oh, and I, we've gone this long without mentioning, this was all done, the big, heavy creator, creative on this, throughout this, this, this arc that we read was George Perez. Mm-hmm. And as I mentioned last podcast, given his health situation and I just was had him, had him on the brain and I figured this is one of his most lauded works especially from that time period he was the the penciler artist co-plotter and then he had two different people do the scripts and co-plot with him greg potter and the great i don't know greg potter and i didn't googleize him and then the great uh, len wine okay so W-E-I-N. you, you are gonna call him great i mean you throw that word around so much i you just i, I don't know anything about this guy so he can't be great I don't know him, but then the, then you throw the grade out. I mean, well, Len Wine is really good, especially on DC. Because and I, you wouldn't, I, yeah, I, hey, you I would, know that I was just, I'm just anyway. I would venture you probably haven't given how little. And this isn't a, a, a knock on you. You haven't read a bunch of DC, and that, I think Len Wine was almost exclusively, if not exclusively, DC. Okay, I've heard the uh, name, I, and I'm sure he's great. I just, it, it, if you say it to everybody, I mean. And then you finally exclude one guy on this comic. Greg Potter can suck it. There. <laughs> no, I, mean, I, don't, I, don't, I just don't know Greg Potter. Like I, a lot of these names. Like, guess what? I knew. Anyways, I know a lot of. I know a lot of comic book creators. Okay, and I just didn't know Greg Potter. I, 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 you're okay. Obviously, I would uh, look. I, we don't have to do a blow by blow of it. There are some screenshots I sent you. I know I sent them like five minutes before we were going to start. There was some really cool art where they show... So there's these two sons of Ares that are trying to foment the the stuff between the Soviet Union and the, and the United States. The, 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 apparently, the brains of the operation is Demos, I'm going to say, and his brother's Phobos. 
And there's these really cool screenshots where Demos is doing the same thing with the United States folks that he's doing with the Russian folks, the Soviet Union. And the panels are identical, except you're changing, you know, the stars and stripes for the red star. And he's getting he's he's riling them both all up, which something that holds up, I think, from this comic book is kind of like now people can get sucked into fear mongering and being being scared of the other whether it's another country way of doing government and another political party internally so it i i just i thought that still rang true so that's my little spiel about that so yeah anything else i liked a lot of the as a when i was a young boy i read a lot of uh, greek mythology Okay. And I really enjoyed it. So one of the things I enjoyed in this comic was they did some kind of Greek mythology within what they were doing when they went when they were hunting Ares. Just the the imagery they went through, the battles they fought. It, it was really good. I I was genuinely though, as I said, it it's really it was really long, and I was having a little bit of trouble getting through it, especially since the thing that Hobbes suggested we read that gave that the the book he did was like 400 pages or I said just to do the first no arc. I know I forgot that, that my fault I forgot but then it was the problem was they were not as you're moving from one to the the next they did not have the issue number on the comic as you went through so I'm reading through this and I felt like I'd been reading for like six months and I'm telling, and he says, I just said the first six. I'm like, I don't know where I am in it. I don't, I don't know how far I have to go. I don't know what's going on. And he, he sends me a, uh, he sends me a, a screen. Well, this is, this is issue six. This is the, cause the uh, covers are in, this is the covered issue six. He put, he sends it to me and I, and I flip back and I look and then I read the last two pages and I finished the, uh, I finished the oh. arc. I was laughing at myself because I'm like, oh my God. And I figured it, I, I knew I was close because they were, they were doing stuff. They were getting to that point. Um, and then I, I am shocked that they continued on since she clearly dies because Steve Trevor comes out with her in his arms and Wonder Woman appears to be dead. And I, I did not read on because Hob told me not to. So Wonder Woman dies at the end of this. And then they just reboot with a new Wonder Woman. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah. It is okay. No, it, they, I, I did read on a little bit because I was like, how are they going to fix this? And yeah. and of course they do. But so, <laughs> so yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I wanted to really bring up. No, I, I liked also, again, like the movie, she's the fish out of water, new to this strange new land. Mm-hmm. Everything's new to her. I also liked that Colonel Steve, Stephen Trevor's attache visually from the comic book looks like Stephen Trevor from the movie's assistant. Did yeah. you notice that? Well, that that's because that's kind of been, uh, what is her name? I, Etta, I, I knew Etta her. Candy, Etta... Yeah, something like that. Yeah, she's been very much like that since they brought her out originally, that character. that gotcha. They've been true to her seemingly anytime I've seen it. So they that was uh, Perez being true to that character from before. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah. What else? Okay, going back to 87 and some other stuff that came out. It's Threat of Nuclear War. Think of Hunt for Red October and stuff, which I think is like 89 or 90-ish. Just apparently... Taking over a U.S. missile base, not so tough. We we didn't have great security because they just rogue general takes over base and is going to well, launch the nukes. In fairness, it was a general who had authority to go into the military base with a full complement of men. True. 
I mean, it, was, it, it wasn't like you and me just put on a, a, a shiny suit and tried to walk in. Yeah, but, I would I would go to the uh, Halloween store and do it up, man. Maybe rent a limo or something and put the little U.S. flags on the corners. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure that's what a general. That would work, right? I'm sure, I'm sure it would. I, just I, say su- no, I, I suggest you try it. I have clear. Will you will you be my driver? I will not. Oh, oh, that hurts. <laughs> uh, it was just a little. And then that he has full. I mean, where's the redundancy? Where's the football? Yeah. I guess you know I, I, that was a yeah. little. I, it was. It's comic books, man. You I. You just have to let that kind of thing go. Okay. Well, I just thought that was interesting. But there is. I did forge you the one scene where the guys are melting. Their faces are melting yes. off. There's some creepy. Some creepy cool art. George Perez is is nothing but if not a great artist. And there he, really there really was some great art. The the set pieces when they're battling and what looks like the looks like both the bones of a ship and the bones of some beast. Yeah, is a just beautiful visual because you sent the that's in one of the things you sent, mm-hmm. and it visually it worked really well. But but the whole Indiana Jones face melting thing that he did in there was great. Yeah, it was. It was. And I'm sure it's and, been done before Indiana Jones, but that's the first time Hav and I would have seen that face melting happen. Was Raiders Indiana, of the oh Lost yeah. Ark. Oh, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. Oh yeah. Which was like 1981, by the way. We were right Raiders. Yeah, something like that. I was so excited to see that movie. I had to beg, and my dad took me, and it was awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Trying to think if there's... Oh, and then I think I read somewhere that George Perez was only going to be on this for a little while, but this did so well for DC. He stayed on a lot longer than the plan, just because I think... I didn't go back and look at sales numbers, but I think it was selling like hotcakes for DC in a time where Wonder Woman was never one of the top sellers, I don't think, previously. And... And I think has done pretty you know, a better job. They've done a better job with the property since then. And I don't think, and I again, not doing any research, I think thinking of her and Batman and Superman as the big three, yeah, they both go, they all three go back to the golden age, but I think this cements her as, yeah, she's, she's Superman level strong. She's Batman, Superman level important, especially post-crisis. Okay. I, I'm glad you allowed a woman into your uh, little club well, there. Only Thank you. one out of Thank three. You, only one out of three. Thank you, Hav. Yeah, I, I'm Hav nothing if not spoken. a huge misogynist. <laughs> I well known. Did, I didn't even imply that. I think you heard something. That probably says more about you right there, that that's what you heard. Well, you, you said you I let her in. Now you're know. trying to turn my words against me, and I will not let you do that. I would never try to do that to you or anybody else. How dare you attack me? You're literally an attorney. Isn't that all y'all do? It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. What else? Yeah, there is a thing at one of my one of my many places of employment that I've had. That sounds bad, probably. But anyway, I, I was about was, to say I didn't say you were a good attorney. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm, I am. A, I am an, a lawyer. Let's just leave it at that. But there was one that I have some sign that said something like, "Yeah, lawyers, uh, the only profession where your job is to protect your clients from somebody of your profession." <laughs> exactly. So yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it enough to, to read a little bit more. I, I I probably go to this well or say this too often, but time time and place are important. Mm-hmm. And I and I think you you acknowledge that that look. Would you want? It wouldn't be written like this. It'd be different. But time the time it was written eighty seven. Mm-hmm. The Cold War was real, and and I I wonder how much. Look, I don't want to sound like old man, like millennials or or younger younger people born what in the 90s eight, 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 to the in 2000s how much they appreciate or th- think 
about the Cold War and how much that impacted every day of our lives? Fortunately, not at all. They don't think about it at all, which is good. That's nice. I mean, now they're thinking of other things. And I keep having to hear millennials talk about how they kept, uh, their whole life has been economic collapses. And I'm thinking about being Gen X going, yes, same. Yeah. <laughs> we just had a few more. <laughs> you just, yeah. You, well, you don't understand. It's, you, no, we, trust me. <laughs> Yeah, we had like, didn't we have like Black Tuesday in like 80, in 87? Wasn't 87 like Black yeah, Tuesday? Yeah, well, I'm just thinking right around when I graduated college, we had an economic downturn. Yeah. And then we came out of the, then we had the, the tech implosion. Then we had 9 11. And then we had the real estate bu- bubble <laughs> the, burst. The, then we, then we had Bush. So anyway, I, it's just part of being alive is everything is awful always. Yeah. It's been a really tough few weeks. Oh, I, one other thing I want to mention before we, we jump away from Wonder Woman. Okay. The look of Ares from this comic book, uh-huh. speaking of the movie, just pretty much yeah. kind of ripped from the panels. They they did a really good job. Most of my negative on this is purely the fact that it, it's an 80s comic book. And some of the things that I look back on in the 80s that I did not enjoy as much now are in it. But there is just so much else in this comic that's amazing that they made one of the best comic book movies that DC has ever made one of no they they made the best comic book movie that DC has ever made are you are you talking about recently or are you including I'm talking Superman? about the Wonder Woman well okay uh, you're talking like yeah, Richard Donner I'm talking Superman. about of this new of this okay. new set the the Snyder era. Oh, let's say yeah, the I Snyder mean, era it's by far the best of the Snyder Mike I think the Suicide Squad by James Gunn was pretty good yeah, I don't really consider that part of Snyder's stuff. He was, no. um, when James Gunn, they gave free reign to James Gunn on that, that was James Gunn. And I honestly, and I really liked that. I don't think it was better than Wonder Woman. Okay, it's different. Yeah, I mean, it's a, comp- it's a- it, 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 they're, they're hard to compare, but. Yeah, I like them. I mean, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I don't have to choose one more than the other. I just, I think I like them both about the same. That's I why think I was, they were both and good. And that's okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I um, I was very sad with Wonder Woman 1984. I'm gonna have to watch that again. Are, do you have yeah, to watch it again? I do have to okay. watch it again. I do. Okay. But yeah, I I really wanted that to be so much better. The weird. Uh, okay, real fast. Th- that movie I did watch uh-huh. once. The whole thing with them being bringing back Steve Trevor I, in the just, body of another dude. Yeah. And so what happens to that dude? Yeah. Is he is he gone? Well, he was for a while, and then he came back. You watched the movie, right? He the because she, she ran into that guy after <coughs> he right, went away. That guy was okay, and he got to wear his silly suit. And she told him he looked good in it. Yeah, but it and was then weird. they had sex right there on the pavement. No, wait, and that then, was that was a different thing I watched. Anyway, yeah, and then the also in that you have Maxwell Lord, which yes. is prominent in my Justice League Justice League International run. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he turns out to be a bad guy. Then they rehabilitate him in that run, and then they turn him into a bad guy again. Until, funny enough, not actually funny, Wonder Woman kills him in the comic books. Yeah, because he by, takes control uh, of Superman. Yeah, and twisting his head and yeah. uh, snapping his neck. So yeah, because he, he said he was if he was going to do it again, because he turned so, took control of Superman's mind and turned him into a rampaging monster, terrifying everybody. God, and yeah, Wonder and Woman killed, did the right thing. And then they killed Ted Cord, my Blue Beetle, in that same run now is that okay 
Now I'm all, now I'm all sad. <laughs> Anything else about George Perez's Wonder Woman run arc introductory reboot after Crisis that you think is worth mentioning that you liked, didn't like? No. Any? Okay. No. I. I. It was. It was well done. It was well done. But I was, feel like you talking it through. You kind of came full circle on it. I, I did come full circle. I. I it just took me so long to get through it, which tells me as a thing to read, I did not enjoy it that much. But the parts of it were really well done. It's it's kind of what I've said a lot of times. Just because something, just because I don't enjoy something, doesn't make it good. Doesn't make it bad. That's what I'm. Yeah. Just because I don't enjoy it doesn't make it bad. I didn't enjoy it for the reasons of it was it was a little it was a little too long for what I thought I got out of it. It took a lot of work to get through and that's not my enjoyment level. But the art was great. The whole story itself was great. So, yes. Okay. I, 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 I'm blowing hot and cold on it, I know. It, it's a... They do a lot too, to, I mean, to, to, to build the whole Greek myth, not build it, I mean, to, to shape it around Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. to give her the origin... So there is a lot of kind of dense stuff where you're either point blank they're telling you, hey, this is Athena, this is Artemis, this is you know Mercury, and, mm-hmm. or or tangent or you know, in context you're learning a lot about Greek mythology in this thing. I knew a lot um, of that. So, hey, I think for a lot of kiddos, this is mm-hmm. maybe some of their first introduct- yeah. introduction to, to to Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. You know, through the lens of Wonder Woman, which again, cool. Yes. I, I, I don't disagree. All right. Well, speaking of stuff that's been made into movies. <laughs> ah, you segued well. I was going to bring that up. So ah. we read we read Spider-Man by Brian Michael Bendis. The reason we read that is I wanted to read the first, I was thinking about reading the first arc of uh, Miles Morales' Spider-Man, but it's not on Hoopla. And and then I was thinking that we would go, and then I was like, okay, well, maybe we'll just read Un- Ultimate Spider-Man, because we can re- read the first one of that, because it's a great reboot. It's a, it's a real great updating of Spider-Man. And I decided not to do that. I decided to read Spider-Man. And what this is, is a meeting in the Ultimate Universe of Peter Parker from the 616 and Miles Morales from the Ultimate Universe. And I love this comic book, I, the 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 first arc in particular, I, because I, re- I read that there was a what it was a seven year gap in between the two. Five, five. Okay, there was a five year gap in between the two, and and it was just. What did you think? I'm sorry, I'm going to start enthusing about it. No, it was good. It was it was really good. As I said before. For sure, from this time period, not read a bunch of Spider-Man titles. It's it's Spider-Man. I, I know. I'm considering this. As, okay. But yes, I hadn't read any updated Spider-Man or Ultimate Universe or 616. Mm-hmm. This Spider-Man thing, I right away enjoyed it because I did read the first volume of Ultimates when it came out. Uh-huh. So, which, of course, you know, you got... I think they even they they've said since that that Nick Fury they based on Samuel L. Jackson, mm-hmm. which then they went and got Samuel L. Jackson to be Nick Fury in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So I, great, I was familiar great, with great great line from the great line from the the comic the comic. Yeah, I know what you're gonna say. Go ahead. Nick Nick Fury is talking to Peter Parker from the other universe from the six one six, and 
Nick Fury's from Ultimate, the Ultimate one, and and he says, "Do you you have a guy like me there?" He said, "Yeah, he's a lot like you." Uh, he says, "Well, he asked what's different or something." You're lying. Well, he's white, and Fury goes, "Figures." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah, something like that. I thought he says like that sucks or something. Oh uh, yeah, or, may, or, I don't uh, know. Something. I, wow, I I may have like yeah. No, it, you're right. It was something like that. Uh, <laughs> it was just it was just a funny. I I highly recommend this for any people that read comic books. This is this is fun. Well, uh, and and also in the Ultimate Universe, you know, which I think is sixteen ten. I want to say I, I wrote that down. I think it's 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 numerical monikers sixteen ten. Okay. I don't. I don't know where they come up with the numbers. I've never what, looked into that. Did, weren't you the one that was telling the whole reason that's the six one six is because Stanley, when DC made the comment about that Earth one, their theirs was Earth one. He said, "Oh yeah, Marvel's like six one six because it's not the whole it, don't take yourself silly. so seriously." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, you're probably yes, because there are other nonsensical numbers for other universes in, in the Marvel uh-huh. comic multiverse. No, I was going to also mention you get to see the Peter Parker six one six Peter Parker talking to Tony Stark from the Ultimate Universe. He's like, "Oh yeah, my my Tony Stark quit drinking a while back. Well, that's a shame, or something like that." Yeah, because apparently in this in this iteration, oh, yeah, yeah, Tony Stark's still a booze and still booze a hound, complete total alcoholic. So. Just a just a real quick thing. Peter Parker is swinging through Manhattan and just having himself a jolly good Spider-Man time, monologuing away. And then somewhere in is it Queens or Brooklyn or somewhere he sees somewhere in a warehouse district. For yeah, sure. somewhere a warehouse district. We we know a lot about New York. So in the warehouse district. <laughs> He I sees said, this. Oh, be- no, I know. No, no. I, I know. I heard exactly what you said. I, I was just changing it. He sees this beam of light coming out and he's like, oh, well, I guess I, I need to go. I need to go check this out. And it turns out it's Mysterio, who, if you don't know, Mysterio was old. Well, I guess a lot of people know him now. Almost anybody's going to know him from the second Spider recent of the, this recent Spider-Man movies. But in the 616, he was a. A stunt. Carnival. He was no, no, no. Oh. He worked in movies. Is like a stunt That's right, coordinator. Stuntman. Yeah, That's right. and and uh, no, special effects guy. He was the special effects guy, and he uses chemicals to make people hallucinate and see their worst enemies. And he can do all sorts of just creepy things with their brain. So they get into it. It turns out, I think that this is the other universe's Mysterio. The ultimate universe. Yeah, it's the ultimate right. who has managed to come into here, and he's very irritated to see a Spider-Man here, but he ends up kicking him into the ultimate universe where, I mean, he doesn't know what the hell is going on, Peter Parker, because this is a universe where, one, everybody knows Peter Parker is Spider-Man, and two, Peter Parker is dead. I was going to say, everybody knows Peter Parker was Spider-Man because he died. Yes, so and, he's he's going into places wearing his costume and people are telling him it's in poor taste. Not cool, dude. Not cool. <laughs> and um, then of course he meets up with Miles. Uh-huh. And it is a it this is not a note for note. They did not go note for note for Into the Spider-Verse on this. But Into the Spider-Verse took an, a number of just absolute gems from this comic book and put in it, including the meeting when he knocks out 
when Miles Morales uses the Venom Blast to knock out Peter, Peter. Parker and then uses his web shooters to go around. Oh, yeah. That's right. Swing it <laughs> with him. With fall, it. He, because they're fighting because it's Marvel and if two superheroes meet each other, they have to fight. Those, That's the rule. I mean, it's a very simple rule. First time two superheroes meet in the Marvel Universe, they have a fight. And... Peter pulls off Miles' mask and then Miles and they, they're going down. And the reason the reason he had to do that is he zaps him while they're in air and he's just falling and he has to catch him. And so very similar to that, they eventually get stopped by, because he knocks him out and he's unconscious, he gets picked up by S.H.I.E.L.D. run by Nick Fury and who's calling him. He says, so you're Peter Parker and Peter's... Just that hole in the in the cell. In the cell. He's sitting yes. in the cell across from him, and they're having a conversation. He's like, "Man, I'm not." Well, because Peter's wondering if this is real. This? Yeah, he can't. Yeah, he can't figure. He's run into Mysterio. So, how does everybody know Peter Parker? Is this all in my head? Is this all an illusion that Mysterio's pulling on me? And uh-huh. and and then there's this huge little uh, soliloquy when Peter's locked up and Fury's sitting uh, on the other side. And shoot, I I, I kind of want to read it. I, I I yeah, go for it. He says it. he says if you were a pretty well known superhero who had just who who had who had put just a lot of effort and thought and time and concealing your secret identity because you feared for the safety of your of your loved ones, but all of a sudden found yourself in a situation where suddenly your real name seems fairly well uh, established and your mask was off, and then you ran into a teenage African American version of of your well self. And now you're talking to a, well, frankly, much cooler version of the Nick Fury that you were used to talking to. And you were pretty sure after you had some time to think it over that you may have either A, had a complete psychotic break, B, are being tricked by a former movie stuntman turned supervillain into thinking this was all real, or C, have accidentally transported to an alternate dimension that slightly resembles uh, the one you're from, if not for the gigantic differences. What would you do? And then, yeah, Fury, I forget Fury's response, but it's something like, you know, good question. So, and then. Oh, God, the meeting, the meeting you sent this picture to when they're standing on the rooftop looking at each other. So what's the, what's the deal? Uh, You tell me. And Peter goes, is this a clone thing? What's a clone thing? You tell me. Oh, God. <laughs> it's the, just the, it's a clone. Is, is this a clone thing? I can't, be, I don't want to be a clone thing. So the clone thing, always yes. the clone things. And he and he references the clone thing a, a couple times it, it, in this in this one and then in the next uh, volume. Yeah. Well, uh, the Peter. Ever since they did the cl- the the clone stuff, they they've really gone meta on it in the comics because it's kind of a meta thing. So after this goes on, Peter kind of they let him out and Peter kind of takes off. And they're like, "Well, are you are you worried? What what, what are you worried about?" Because the 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 other superheroes are the the superheroes are kind of why why would you let him go? And he's like, I I think he needs to be alone, and I trust him, and I kind of know where he's probably going anyway. And he's going to see Aunt May, and they do the same. They do the if you've watched Into the Spider Verse when Peter Parker goes to see Aunt May in that movie the. And yeah. he, he said, I, I, I don't think I can do this because his Aunt May is dead. But he's there and he pulls off his mask and he's crying. And Gwen and Aunt May are sitting there looking at him because they're yelling at him. They're like, oh, this isn't funny. Get out of here. You're wearing, you're wearing his costume. 
and then Gwen attacks him. And yeah. that's when Miles shows up and says, no, no, this is this is Peter Parker. And then Aunt May passes out. So. Are you ta- you're, you're talking in this comic book, right? Yes. Okay, so let me ask you this. So in this 616, uh-huh. you're saying Aunt May is dead? No. No, no, okay, no. I no, 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 no. Okay, I was sorry. conflating the two. The the okay. Aunt May is dead in the in the movie Into the spider Okay. The, his gotcha. Aunt May was dead. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. So okay, he was okay. seeing a version of Aunt May after he buried his Aunt May. So, and lost gotcha. his Mary Jane and et cetera, et cetera. And then there was just a great, because Aunt, Aunt May's passed out. They put her on the couch and then um, he's upstairs talking to Gwen Stacy and Miles Morales and the conversations they're having. And the, they're talking about Mary Mary Jane and Gwen says something about Mary Jane and she goes, wait, you're you're dating Mary Jane, aren't you? And he's like, yeah. She said, well, where am I in this universe? And Ew. it's kind of amazingly well drawn because you can almost see him pause. Yeah. It, which is, I mean, to to get that moment in artwork, and maybe it has to do with everybody should everybody knows the backstory and whatever. And then he goes, oh yeah, she's she's good, and I I don't think I should be telling you so much about what goes on in our yeah. our, our universe. And then he tells her that Mary Jane was a supermodel. He's like, what? And she's a supermodel. Huh? With glasses, he's like, "Well, with red, ha- a supermodel with red hair and glasses, contacts. She wears contacts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So this just that they really did just do a great job of pulling from this, uh, much in the same way as the last, the the other comic, the Wonder Woman comic did of pulling just really good things out of it to read. And look, I didn't recommend Wonder Woman because of the movie thing. And I don't think oh, you no. recommended this because of the movie oh, I tie-in. I didn't. It's I, just, it's just yeah. coincidence. But it is cool to see. You're absolutely right. I'm just clicking through it because, yeah. It, I mean, it is cool to see what, what they obviously, you know, took from this. And we're like, hey, this, this is pretty darn cool. And to fast forward a little bit, in the second volume that we read, you read it too, didn't you say? What? Spider-Man Spider-Man 2? Yes. Yeah. Yes. The whole Wilson Fisk and, you know, him being such a big heavy, again, into the Spider-Verse, where he's trying to, he talks about wanting to find his wife, remember? Uh-huh. And decides not to, but yes. his friend is the one that ends up doing that. Yes. His, his friend. When they, when they end this, they have a big fight. They have a superhero fight and beat Mysterio, the ultimate Spider-Man, and the Spider-Man beat him. They then end up, Peter, the last part of the first arc, is him looking up Miles Morales in his world. And it, they cliffhang it then. They cliffhanger the shit out of it. Yeah, because they're like, because they, they do a, oh, what the hell? You got to wonder if Bendis had any idea what he was going to do. I would, I would, I wonder if he'd admit it, but I bet you he didn't. He, he, he I'm sure he had an inkling, but yeah, there's no definite that he knew where he was going to go with it. So we pick back up here five years later. Now a lot has happened. Well, hold on. Before we do that, if you don't mind, 2012, this is when this first, the, these five issues come out and they get Peter Parker back to the 616 and then he Googleizes Miles Morales and you end with like, oh shit. And then the the next volume doesn't come out till 2017. Mm-hmm. And this, I did do half-assed, you know, internet research well this is what i was going to talk about but go ahead oh go ahead i thought you were just going to jump into the story go ahead. no i said a lot has happened that was the uh, okay. lead into uh, there was a little thing called secret wars which is when they crashed the ultimate universe and the 616 into each other and only one could survive and that's when you had the whole secret wars thing where doom 
takes over again because Doom always takes over. And Miles Morales is nice to the Molecule Man during Secret Wars. And because he's nice to the man when they recreate the 616 and put everything back where it was, he brings Miles Morales into the 616 and makes his mother be alive because his mother had died in his universe. I did not read that Secret War. War or Secret Wars? Secret Wars. It's technically Secret Wars 2, but as I think I mentioned in the last podcast or on the phone, maybe it was on the... We talked about this on the phone. It is technically Secret Wars 3 because Because there was a Secret Wars 2 not that long after Secret Wars in the 80s. With, with, you had the Beyonder with a perm. That's correct. When the Beyonder, when when the godlike man had a perm, I think I said that at some point last season. I know I did because I I clipped myself saying, like, saying that because it amused me. You, you crack yourself up sometimes, don't you? I do. You? Well, no, when you, when, when you listen, <laughs> when you're editing and you listen back to something and I, I, the godlike man had a perm, I thought that was funny. And I still it was, do. It is, it is very funny. It is. I'm, 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 I'm not knocking and it. I like, just like that you, you crack yourself up. It was such an 80s thing. Oh, my God. Because he's in the white jumpsuit thing. Oh, my thing. Lord. Like, that was like a weird... 80s leisure yes. jumpsuit yes, thing like kind of like in michael jackson but white kind uh-huh. of outfit it, oh, anyways it, absolutely completely so he is now miles morales is now in the same universe with peter parker and that's kind of weird so can let me ask you some questions about that secret wars okay. from the mid to 2010s okay apparently when yes. they should when, so when when that is over are, are we left thinking that the ultimate universe we are completely is, the is ultimate dead. universe is gone yes okay when, when we got through that the ultimate that they killed off the ultimate universe it, it was completely and totally gone okay so we're only one could survive editorial type question is it because they just kind of yeah they, they were messed up the ultimate universe so bad they were like we just got to shut this down because yeah, i know much. like vo- they, they the volume just, two and three of ultimates was got weirder and weirder oh no and yeah they, they just they they just it wasn't it wasn't selling i think and it was weird they were they they were so busy just hitting redoing all the high notes in all of these comics that it didn't go that well and they didn't all have bendis doing it yeah, but they had like Mark Millar doing a lot of it too, right? Well, okay. I, but again, they were pounding through the high notes. If you read that stuff, they were Which doing. Which I never did. Oh, okay. So I've read it because of Marvel Unlimited, and because I liked Ultimate Spider-Man so much, th- I, I was reading a bunch of the other stuff, and I actually liked their Fantastic Four when it started. But I still can't figure out how he became the maker. Okay. I've never found. You know what I'm talking about. I know of it, but yeah. Their Reed Richards is evil now. Yeah, I know I know he turns he's evil. he's the maker. I can't find where he does. Now, I find where he kind of gets ostracized from the rest of them, but I, I don't know what the hell went on, and he's still around. He's in the uh, 616. Well, he jumps all over the place, but I would love to get that arc to, to know what happens. And I've dug through Marvel Unlimited. I, I just can't find it. It's just like I, all of a sudden he's evil. I read the first few issues and some collection of the of the Ultimate X-Men. Mm-hmm. And I figured out pretty fast kind of what you said that they were just hitting. I mean, they started with the all new, all different X-Men, mm-hmm. giant size X-Men kind of version, but with differences. And I was like, eh, 
not quite my bag. Mm-hmm. The The first volume of Ultimates or the first whatever 12 issue run was cool and different, but I knew it was weird when the Hulk in that uni- in, in the Ultimate Universe ate people. And that was weird. That was in the first volume. And then in the volume two no. that I started reading. What was great? He, he did eat people. I, no, no, I know. But what was great was they redid the Wolverine versus Hulk. Because again, they're hitting uh-huh. all the high notes. They redid it. And that was it. that one's worth reading. Okay. Because he, that's where he eats the Hulk. And the Hulk eats Wolverine. And Wolverine cuts, him, cuts his way out of him. Much like old man Logan. Okay. And later there is a meeting between hulk and wolverine where hulk goes didn't i eat you once all righty then i'm sorry that just cracked me up i was just when i read so, i was like i've read way too much of the ultimate universe where it, where it jumped the shark with me was i think it was volume two or three of ultimates where they introduced wanda and pietro quicksilver mm-hmm. And and Scarlet Witch and they are brother sister, except they're brother and sister with benefits because oh, they're having yeah, an incestuous no, they, relationship. They and they, they I was like, yeah, why? No, Did you, you, you shock I, value? I, yes, yes, it was completely shock value. It's the same reason that they made Ant Man a complete wife abuser, and they made they made Captain, Captain America, America a, just a stick in the mud. Every Said in his negative, 1940s. Every negative thing you could think about a 1940s dude put forward into the 2000s, unlike what Captain America is, they were going to make him different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, it, because okay, so, he, and, he and Wasp got together, and but he didn't like the way Wasp was because she was a modern woman. And I, yeah, I, yeah the, okay. like I said, there were a lot of problems with the with Unlimited, the Ultimate Unlimited. Ultimate. Unlimited ultimate. is what I read it. I, yeah, the Ultimate Universe. Oh. There, there, were, there were problems. There were, however, no problems with with Ultimate Spider-Man. It is amazing. And that's not just from a I love Spider-Man thing. That is, it was just incredibly well done. One of the best things and worth reading is not the best thing. If you want to have a have a good sad, you can you should read The Death of Spider-Man because the whole funeral is just amazing. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so this is my ignorance. So in Ultimate Spider-Man, how long is Peter Parker alive? Peter Parker, I don't remember. They did a, Does they he, did a issues? Bunch. Huh? Is it issues? Oh, like, yeah, is tons it... of issues. Oh no. Oh, they, okay. See, no, I he had a he had a run. I I had I had I have 10 volumes of the graphic novels at so 10 full graphic novels and we're not even to the point where they did Ultimatum which they then did a whole bunch of other stuff before he died. Okay. See, I thought, see, this is my, I just never got into it. Uh-huh. I thought Ultimate Spider-Man started with Miles Morales being Spider-Man. Oh, like, no. Ish, almost like right off the bat. Okay. Oh, no, it took a while. Now, Miles Morales did get bit bit by a spider before he died. So there, okay. was, there were kind of two running around. And then they completely and totally doomsdayed Spider-Man. The Green Goblin beat him to death. In fairness... He got shot, and no one took care of him. And then the Green Goblin came to his home, and he was going to kill everyone he knew and loved because he knew everything if he didn't keep fighting him. And everyone's running away, and he beats this poor 16-year-old to death on the street where he lives. Gotcha. And then we have... Miles Morales, who there's a there's some very similar stuff where they did not 
Gwen Stacy was very upset with Miles Morales when she first meets him because the same reason they were shocked about uh-huh. that because everybody knows Peter Parker Spider-Man and then she realizes that he wasn't that that he had these powers and she knew what Peter would want and ends up giving him Peter's web shooters so gotcha. he has web shooters just it, it was really a well done comic book but yeah okay. a lot of this other stuff doesn't so uh, this is a this was a long digression just to say a lot happened between these two arcs of uh, 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 of Spider-Man. Well, and I think it's worth mentioning because in in also real fast before we jump into this the second volume at the very end of the first volume when Peter's about to go back to the 616, Miles says something to him and I found it before you before you said you had something to say to me. And then yeah, don't let anyone ever clone you seriously and only date one girl at a time. And if you found out a guy you find a guy named Dr. Octopus is going to marry your Aunt May, stop it and don't Lend money to anyone named Wolverine or Mockingbird, and and then he just keeps on going and going. It's, it was a great comedic little run. Oh no, the best part you're you're gonna leave the the best part out. Oh, well, and then at the very end, he was like, he was about to. Eh, this is as true as it gets. This if is you ever the see most a, important thing. <laughs> and then he and then he gets shunted back to the six one six. Oh, it's so good. That was a great way to end that that arc. Yeah. So now they're there, and all of a sudden, a giant robot head hits the Horizons Academy or whatever they call it in this universe where Miles Morales goes to school while he's trying to pick up a woman, uh, I guess a young lady in his school. And they start investigating. The two Spider-Men start investigating because they're trying to figure it out. Actually, doesn't it open where they're both hung upside down, hanging tied up without a, without their masks. And yes. And they're, and they're talking about, Yes, and then they do the flashback. Yeah, like whatever. So, two, so weeks, a, two weeks earlier. Yeah, two weeks earlier. Kind of like the cold open for Thor Ragnarok, by the way. Yes. Okay. So go ahead. So yeah, uh, and then you find out they're chasing somebody who's you find out to be Taskmaster. They then where, where they it gets to the start where they see Taskmaster coming in through a portal. Right. And then they start trying. First they fight him and lose, and then off they go and. They're trying to figure out what's going on because they're looking for Miles Morales and they go to Jessica Jones and, and there's, there's just, a, you sent me something, but I have, I have a, uh, they, they went off searching. She went off and Hav sent a great, a great panel of all of the stuff that went on just without words. They went to a Dazzler show. That was amazing. <laughs> yes, that's right. So, some woman is licking Jessica Jones's uh, neck. <laughs> At one point, they're beating the crap out of the two. She and Spider Woman are beating somebody up, right? Was that that another one? Right. And or, or standing over them, she she's talking to Moon Girl and Devil Devil Dinosaur. Devil Di- yeah. Yes. Oh, she's she's getting licked, and 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 I found, and then she says she found nothing. Yeah. The, the the one I did, and it's just because of the line. Peter, the three of them are sitting talking. In, in her office, and Peter says, I really don't like when people do things that don't include me. And not just people, and not just people I know, everybody, the Pope, the Watcher, Wonder Woman. Uh, Miles right. says, she's married to Luke Cage. Peter responds, big deal. I could have married Luke Cage if I applied myself. Yeah. <laughs> I just loved that. I, I don't oh, know why. Oh, it was great. <laughs> and that little, that little one-page montage of everything she did, it was like nothing. 
Yeah. I got nothing. Yeah. It's just, we did all of this and it is such a, a, uh, oh, who's the Matt fraction type mm-hmm. page going through. It's also the, uh, person that did spider woman. It's there, there was a lot of that kind of thing in the spider woman, spider woman comic with just this, just this one page of all of these actions that are getting through. I, I'm loving when they do that in comic books. So the gist of this is they are, there's this guy who doesn't, who, who is doing something with portals and it turns out that it's actually Miles Morales from this uh, universe. Yeah. Uh, Miles Morales. Well, it's from the 616. The, the original Miles Morales in the 616 right. who happens to be best friends with the Kingpin. Like bestie, bestie friends. Oh, yeah. And you find yeah. out why. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a whole tear jerky prison thing going on. Uh, mob stuff and they help each other become criminals and and apparently independently wealthy yes they're both well the kingpin is and yeah and so is miles morales miles had a woman and she died much like the kingpin had a woman and she died as i was alluding to earlier in this the kingpin had already found out about the multiple universes and had been looking for vanessa because she's all over the place and he didn't want to leave and go but his friend is so sad that he lost his woman that he told it about it. And that's what Taskmaster is trying to find. He's trying to find a world where she exists. Are you writing a novel? No, sorry. I was just clicking through something. I'm just okay. going, I'm just clicking through the comic book while we're talking. Okay. I was just, yeah, sorry. Just is click, it that click. loud? Well, I can hear it. That was all. Oh, sorry. I don't know. Oh, it's funny. It was just this one click, 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 click. Sorry. Oh, you're fine. So uh, it was, it, it, it's, it's very much, this one is also, Looking at that, that's very much part of the plot, as you pointed out, of the end of the Spider Verse. It's the messing around with the portals in order to get your in order to get your woman. Uh oh, can you hear me? No. <sighs> okay. Okay, we're back recording. Uh, we had a little technical difficulty there, and I'm not a hundred percent sure what we were talking about when we stopped, other than the fact that it was Spider Man Two. It was the second volume of Spider-Man 2, and we were discussing how Miles Morales, the bad guy of Miles Morales, it was really just a love story for him finding his woman in another universe. Right. And I did find it. Her, her name is Barbara. Her name is Barbara. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. And and he's, there's a real nice scene where they're in the, they have their first dinner and, and he like falls, you know, love at first sight kind of thing. And then the very next issue I think is they're at the funeral for Barbara. Yeah. Yeah. They, they fell deeply in love and then she died and he was gutted. Yeah. Now in, in he, in, in he, Can, what? Yeah. I heard that. Go ahead. What did you say? No, go ahead. Sorry. When, when he and Wilson Fisk had their meet cute in prison, Miles Morales, the bad one ended up getting a big scar on his face. So that's how you can tell the two, uh, Miles Morales is apart that and there's like a 35 year age difference between the two of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but but also the big scar on his face. Like scars. Like I think oh, multiple yeah. scars. Well, he got knived, knived, knifed, knifed. I don't know. We're good with words. Knives, knives and kni- what was that movie? Knives Out? Yes. Yes, but okay. you get knifed, not knived. What if there's more than one knife? Ah, that's true. Uh-huh. I don't know. Wow. I can. Okay. I, all right. Yeah. We've already lost everybody that was listening. Yeah. They're like, what the heck are they talking about now? 
Are they going to talk about more Star Trek? Well, if you insist. So, anyways, no, it, it was a you know what it, it apparently this guy the the six one six Miles Morales was not a good dude, but then Wilson Fisk, the kingpin, just lets him go. Mm-hmm. Which notoriously, this means a lot because if you've read a lot of Marvel comics, Wilson Fisk never lets anybody out. Once you're in, you're in. Once you're a jet, right. you're at. Oh wait, no. <laughs> wow, that that's a reference that. I haven't seen the new. You're right, you're I, talking about the jets and the sharks. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Once you're All a right. jet, you're a jet for. I, okay. Never mind. Well, I haven't seen the new. Have you seen the Steven? I haven't okay, seen either one of them, but I mean, it's in the Zeke guys, there, buddy. Ooh. Zeke guys. Yeah, it's one of my favorite words, and I don't. You do even, like that word? I don't even know what it means. Yes, you do. No, I don't even know if I use it correctly. I'm starting to get so tired. I'm starting to get a little bit loopy. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. Go All ahead. Right. So. Basically, what happens is he figures out that it's Miles Morales and and the other spy is is one of the Spider Men, and he sends the Taskmaster to go kill them both. And when he does that, it, it's kind of a ploy for him to disappear into the other universe. And he's not coming back because Taskmaster has told him he's found Barbara in this other universe that he's found, and that she's single. And this is where she works. Miles Morales originally had owned a restaurant with Wilson Fisk, which is where they had their first date. They discussed it. Uh, We'll get to that in a minute. So the Taskmaster loses the fight, as he will, and Miles Morales is gone. And when you go into the other universe, he walks into the restaurant. He meets Barbara because she gives him... She buys him a drink. Was it? A, she bought him a drink or gave yeah, him a drink? Making, gave him yeah. something. She made him something a, for free. Something and, to eat. It was yeah. Something to eat. Yeah. For free. Just because she just felt like she knew him and which was one of those, hey, other life things. I feel like I know you. And so they started talking. And then while they're getting to know each other and he's just enthralled that she, oh, this is her her restaurant. Uh, just like he had started a restaurant in his universe, she started the restaurant here. And while they're talking, in bursts Spider-Man. Yeah. And it is, th- this is the ultimate universe. And that is Peter Parker. Spider-Man because he's talking to Mary Jane and that they that wait until they meet Aunt May's new boyfriend or, or Gwen called and that we, we're going to meet the, the boyfriend and Peter goes, Gwen's got a new boyfriend. And Mary Jane's like, nope, Aunt May. Uh-huh. <laughs> and well, so it, go ahead. Keep on going. Sorry. Oh, no. I, so we, we learn that the ultimate universe is. And as far as I know, that's the only time we've seen the ultimate universe uh, since then. But it clearly exists in some form and peter parker is back and i'm gonna spoil i'm gonna do a big spoil because they had the death of peter parker and they did kill 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 him as it happens in comic books he did not stay dead at at one point even in the miles morales comic book there was a aunt may invited a bunch of people over and Gwen Stacy, Gwen Stacy in this universe lives with Aunt May. Her dad died and her mom abandoned her. And back when Peter Parker was alive, she, they invited, they just took uh, Gwen in. And she's lived with Aunt May ever since. And it's, it, it's a real touching moment in the Spider-Man comic when Peter finds out about that. With him gone, they take care of each other. So later in that arc, when Miles Morales is Spider-Man, 
there is a reception held, maybe it's a year after his death, two years after his death, something along those lines, and Peter shows up to it. Alrighty then. He he is alive. He woke up and he was alive and he doesn't want and I don't know I don't remember if he comes in or he's around. Mary Jane has been dating him again because he looked her up and he gets with Miles because he wants his web shooters back. Ha <laughs> And he can't be Spider-Man anymore. He doesn't know how he's alive. And there's there's this big whole thing with these spider bites and the super serum that they've used to create all of these people that none of them seem to die because they keep killing the Green Goblin who's was behind all of this stuff and he keeps coming back to life. And so they can't kind of can't die. It's just a matter of if their body just needs time to come back to itself. So, like I said, comic books are awesome because of stuff like this. So, going to that panel where, you know, the 616 Miles Morales gets shunted into this other universe. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's definitely Peter Parker Spider-Man. He's definitely talking to Mary Jane. But I thought it was pretty obvious, at least the ultimate universe I knew, Iron Man was still Tony Stark. Did something change that I don't know where Iron Man is taken over by a woman? Well, no, but that's... That's the uh, young lady. It's the same young lady that took over in the six one six. Okay, but Ironheart. did she ever? Yeah, there's I know a, Iron. Yeah, did she ever take over in the Ultimate Universe? Well, no, she didn't. Okay, but no, my point. Uh, but my point of this is that's years later in the Ultimate Universe, and these are okay, young. I, this is like it's like the young. It's younger superheroes because that's their whole little young superhero group. Uh, okay. Well, I was gonna just maybe put out there that. It could be another universe. It doesn't shut, have to be the ultimate universe. Shut your whore mouth. It could be... Shut six, your whore mouth. 1610.9. No, I'm pretty sure that was meant to be the ultimate universe. I, you, you're the, correct. There, it, I, I actually thought about that. Okay. I, 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 that is a valid... You're wearing an X-Men shirt. I just noticed I your am. X-Men. He's wearing an Xavier school. For gifted youngsters. For gifted youngsters, I, I would wear that. No, I did think about that, but I'm pretty sure this was meant to be the ultimate universe. Okay, because there's a human torch, there's a spider woman I'm not familiar with, there's well, definitely oh, the ultimate. Well, that's, uh, by the way, Miles didn't know about clones, but Peter Parker from the, from the ultimate universe knew about clones. That, I know. That is Jessica Drew, that ah. spider woman. That is spider woman is Jessica Drew. She is a female clone of Peter Parker. Okie dokie. She originally had all his memories, but she was a woman. Oh my God! Yes, no. The clone, the clone saga in that was it, it was great, including yeah. You, we, oh, maybe that's what we're reading. Oh, I'm. Oh God, do we have to read all of? No, I won't make you do that. We'll see. It depends on how many season we go. How many seasons of this podcast we do? Gotcha. <laughs> well, look, I let me. I, I don't know if I said it enough. I did enjoy this thoroughly. It was a cool for me. Having not read anything Ultimate at all since way back in the early 2000s when I read Ultimates, and like I said, I bowed out on Ultimates. I want to say it was that second volume where it got all it got super freaky deaky. And really, for me, and I, I maybe I don't think that makes me sound like a prude. That's what I was going to say. I didn't like the incest. That was like okay, I, you're I, just I, you're going be weird to be weird. I don't think that makes you a prude. Thank you. No, I really, I really do not think being ooped yeah. out by incest makes you a prude. That, it was that's just okay. like, why? You know, yes. I, but no, I, it was, I, it was I, cool I don't to see these consider characters. that your normal kink shaming. Oh, okay. So, so fair game making fun of people that are into incest. No, I didn't say make fun of them. I'm just saying that being ooped out by that is not your normal kink shaming. 
Gotcha. That, that. Um, you you, you have valid. I have to be I have to be perfectly blunt about these comic books. I did on more than one occasion when I've read this, and I've now read them both multiple times. I do get a bit verklempt. Oh, at some parts, it, it 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 gets me in the feels. It was really well done. Yeah, and especially the part where he goes to Aunt May's house and is hanging out with Gwen, and she oh, calls no. Mary Jane, and then he sees her across the street, and he dodges the question from Gwen about her and his universe. Uh-huh. I mean, I know we talked about that, but that yeah. that whole that whole issue where he goes there and you find out, you know, ultimate. Nick Fury's just letting them do his thing, and then it's like, okay, time to go. We got yeah. work to do. Yeah, that's good. Uh, you you yeah. had you got your chance to visit. Yeah, I know where you're um, going. I because it's probably what pretty much any of us would do in a in a new universe. We'd look for our family. Yeah, I we haven't mentioned. So you mentioned that it was it is it was the great Brian Michael Bendis mm. writer, and the art is by Sarah Pacelli. Pacelli is how I'm going to say it, and very well done. Mm-hmm. And not uh, another look. Uh, before I was bagging on that Potter guy, just because I haven't heard of somebody doesn't mean they're they're not good or great. I had not. I don't know Sarah Pacelli, but from this, awesome pages that very, I showed that I sent you. So. Amazing, very cool, amazing feeling, amazing settings. The the way the art was presented. I mean, just the shadow of Nick Fury's back. As you're looking at Peter Parker in a clear, one of those clear sh- the prison cells that they do yeah. in all these movies, so you don't have bars, you can see people completely. As he's sitting with his mask off, just incredibly well drawn. Yes. And, and even this gigantic speech bubble of him talking Ginormous. about Enormous. Yeah, I mean, it is this huge speech bubble. Doesn't take away from the art, which is Mm-mm. amazing. It, it, just that the, the they can do a just just to just a juxtaposition. Thank you. Of that, it, it is is just well done. We we are recording this at this point. It is ten twenty seven on a Friday night. Hav and I are both tired. We're both <laughs> old. And you asked before if I'd had any beers. No, because no. I would be asleep <laughs> if I'd had like a beer or two. Because now. Yours truly's uh, tolerance is not what it used to be for the for the for the boozy booze, even like light beer, like a Miller Lite, two or three of those, and I'm like, oh no, I gotta lay down. <laughs> no, we're I'm I'm a little loopy. No, so anything else? No, Look, I, I, I I liked it. I liked yeah, it a lot. I think I think we've covered a, enough of it. I would if if you have any enjoyment of Spider Man, I I think you would enjoy this comic book. Well, what's intriguing to me that I didn't know really, I was today years old, I really thought Ultimate Spider-Man and the Ultimate Universe started like issue one or two or three with Death of Peter Parker, Miles taking up the reins. Oh, no. I did not know it was... Issue issue one doesn't have Spider-Man in it at all. It is the origin of Peter Parker Spider-Man, really. I, it, it, is, it is a full-on origin. And then you start getting into the whole Spider-Man thing. And they really, they spend a lot more time clearly in ultimate Spider-Man as everybody always talks. And this is what's always gotten me is they're always like, man, Peter Parker, Spider-Man should be in high school. That's Spider-Man. That's the Spider-Man. I know is Spider-Man in high school. And I, I hear people say that and I'm like, Spider-Man was only in high school for a limited number of issues in the sixties. Then he went to college. The Spider-Man, now they they in that run with Ditko and Stan Lee they created almost every he, uh, 
villain that you know and a chunk of the cast of characters even if they didn't create mary jane they teased mary jane existed she got teased throughout it because it was the anyway and then he was out of college so this was literally peter parker in high school and it it went on for a while okay. and all the trials and tribulations of being a high a, a teenage superhero so it was it was quite well done so does the peter parker Look, I'm going to spoil it for myself. And if you haven't read Ultimate Spider-Man, that's on you at this point since it came out in like 2000. Yes. The year he, 2000. Um, in the year 2000. Does he die? So he, I think you just, you said earlier, he dies when he's in high school? Yes. He he gets beat to so death he, by the I neighborhood totally thought bullies. I totally thought he was an adult. When he, no. Like, much like Spider-Verse. Yeah, no. The they, Spider-verse. they really shifted the Spider-Verse. They wanted a 616 level Spider-Man in Spider-Verse. And but no, this this was a this was just another sixteen seventeen year old kid. Okay, okay, that's interesting. No, yeah. I, I. Okay, so I goodness, maybe we, yeah. we're, we'll read we'll read Ultimate Spider Man then because you need to read that 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 first arc, and I'm not saying for this next one because we already know what we're reading, but we'll, we'll do well, that because it's worth reading. Well, speaking of that, if and we're I, if we're ready to go there, I, or I do think, you have more? I think we're ready to go there. Yes. Have you started reading what I kind of I was I was I was Do you uh, want to change your mind fence. already? I've like this is like the third time I'm changing it. Okay, you can change your mind. Because well, I don't let I'll let everybody know. I was I was just trying to decide whether or not to keep on going with the mythology thing but switch gears to Marvel and do Thor Walt Simonson's run from also the 80s. And then we both individually saw a lot of comic book Twitter raving about Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen a most recent run by Matt Fraction, who did that, Hawkeye. Yes. Who I am all in on anything he writes because of that Hawkeye arc. And look, I'm I'm I just want to change it up because we just did mythology. Okay. I'm I'm gonna suggest we read Superman's Pal Jimmy Olsen by Matt Fraction, the first okay. arc. I'm fine with that. I am fine with that. Even if even though I finished the Thor arc already. You you, I did not. you lying son of a gun. I didn't finish it. I did start it. Did you start it? Oh, you yeah. did start it. Uh, me too. I did too. Yeah, that's I did fine. But well, I can. I'm perfectly happy to switch. The the whole point of making that these decisions earlier was to get ourselves a head start since we're recording the next episode next Saturday. I'm just pointing that out. I know. All right. Do you want? Oh god. No, no, we're Go good. Ahead. We're good, dude. It's a comic book. I can read it. It's fine. Okay. I, I, I'm perfectly happy with that. I'm going to stick with Preacher. Yes. The first volume of Preacher, because I backed off. I had originally told Hav that I wanted to do the first two volumes of The Boys, but that, that's, a, that's a lot longer on a shorter, on a shorter time period. So we'll, we'll do the first volume of Preacher, and we will, uh, we will meet back on here seven days from now. During the day... Yes, in the, in the morning. We will do it next Saturday morning. This is Friday After evening s- at 10.30 at this point. Yeah, <laughs> and I'll have some coffee in me. Because if I had coffee now, that'd be, I'd be a well, mess. You, would, you wouldn't sleep it tonight. Yeah. That, that would be bad. Or you'd have to put so much whiskey in it that you would sleep tonight, and then I cannot allow mm. that. Uh, no. Wide awake, drunk. <laughs> yeah, no. Okay, well, hey, sorry about the switcheroo there. That's okay. I, I kind of I kind of feel bad. How how far into Thor did you get? I don't know. You want me? To you got like an issue in, didn't you? I don't know. I I I, I hold on. I'm. Let me look. If you're almost uh, never no, mind. I already no, just said it. No, no, we're 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 reading we're reading Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen because I, like I might Olsen. switch. I might do Thor next after that. Okay, we'll see. Well, I I might continue to read Thor regardless of what you do. 
I am Nazi on Duff. page. Oh, you don't want to know. Oh no! How far in you? In I'm not area? telling you. Are you that far into it? Well, I'm not halfway done. You're not halfway done. I'm not halfway done. Are you more than halfway done? No, no, I'm not. Okay, good. I'm not halfway done yet. Okay, good. And I'm not quite a third of the way done. Okay, good. But it is 232 pages, and I don't know how much is uh, chaff at the end there of just page after page after page of drawings and stuff. Yeah, they do a lot of that in these collections. So I, so I might be a third of the way done. <laughs> gotcha. Well, hey everybody, uh, like I always say, and Charles, you know, doesn't care whether you listen because you know what he thinks of you. I appreciate. <laughs> Y'all listening. I, I and I think y'all are 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 smart, good looking, well adjusted individuals. Charles has some other thoughts, but you know, that's 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 his thing. In my defense, I didn't think y'all would know this. N- know what? Listen? No, I did I in my defense, I did not know that what I said to te- texted to Patrick would come out. Again, that's I, such a I'm, great... <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sorry that y'all had to read that. I'm sorry y'all found out I said y'all are stupid. I didn't say they were stupid. I said they were slack-jawed yokels. <laughs> there you go. That's better. Oh, I love it. Okay. Yeah. But again, <laughs> seriously, of course, all joking aside, thank you all for tuning in. Like thank and you subscribe. For the email. Like and subscribe. Yeah, well, thank you for the email from James. <laughs> Thank you for the email and, and everything that Patrick does. Mm-hmm. Very much so. And Thank you all very much. <laughs> Bye. Bye.